Worship at Home, Sunday the 16th of April 2023, the second Sunday of Easter. It's just one week since our Easter Sunday celebration and in the church we continue to celebrate and journey through the Easter story. In our church services, we read the book of Acts, telling the story of the early church and early Christians as word of Jesus spread after his death and resurrection. But today we also have our gospel reading, so I'm going to read the gospel reading. Uh, You may want, though, also to turn to Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 14, and Read some of that chapter to keep abreast of the journey that the early Christians were taking uh, that first Easter. So our Gospel reading today is from John chapter 20, verse 19 to the end. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Again the doors were shut. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second Sunday of Easter is the Sunday we always, in our Gospel reading, turn to the story of uh, Doubting Thomas, as he's so often called. And I end up worrying that I sound the same every year. Why I worry, I don't know. Uh, You're welcome to look back through my podcasts, if you like, to the second Sunday of Easter and see if I say exactly the same thing. I doubt I will, but the theme will be the same. 
But whilst I'm looking around for inspiration, if it doesn't come from something that's happened during my week, I sometimes just Google things and say, what, what comes up? And so what came up today actually was from Wikipedia, uh, explaining the meaning of a doubting Thomas. It says this, a doubting Thomas is a skeptic who refuses to believe without direct personal experience. It's a reference to Gospel of John's depiction of the Apostle Thomas, who in John's account refused to believe the resurrected Jesus had appeared to the ten other apostles until he could see and feel Jesus' crucifixion wounds. In art, the episode, formerly called The Incredulity of Thomas, has frequently depicted, uh, has, has been frequently depicted at least since the 15th century. Well, I'm sure you probably all got in your head now, I've mentioned art, different pictures of Thomas peering at uh, Jesus or putting his hand in his side. And uh, our Wikipedia phrase here, if nothing, is inaccurate. Um, it is describing a doubting Thomas, but it says um, he appeared to the ten other uh, Jesus had appeared to 10 other apostles. We, we don't actually know how many of them were in the room. It may not just have been Thomas who needed to catch up and take on an understanding of the reality of the resurrection. And I started to look thinking, a doubting Thomas is a skeptic? That's a harsh word to use. Skeptical, uh, having doubts, reservations, not easily convinced, seems to be quite a loaded and negative phrase, partly because in philosophy, a skeptic is somebody who uh, it relates to a theory that certain knowledge is impossible. So you can't please a skeptic in any sort of a way. So I've rather preferred the idea of the incredulity of Thomas. I know that many things have happened in my life. People have behaved in certain ways where I do feel incredulous. It's difficult to take in uh, some events or some behaviours. And I think that's a much more positive way at which we might look at Thomas, the incredulity rather than the doubt of Thomas. Thomas is somebody who we need. This is an account that we need. Somebody who does ask the difficult questions. We might think of Thomas as the child in a class of 30 who is scared of the teacher who admits, Miss, I don't understand. Or the woman in Bible study class who quietly admits they haven't understood the phrase hermeneutic paradigm. Or the man who sits at a board meeting and dares to voice the lack of diversity in their self-serving think tank or makeup. A doubting Thomas, or incre uh, incredulous Thomas, is not a weak sceptic whose lack of faith should be condemned. Thomas is the disciple who dares to speak truth to power, who dares to disrupt the group think or collective process He's prepared to stand out and say, I, I don't get it. And one thing that's important is to notice that far from being condemned by Jesus, he is rewarded by being given the very opportunity he needs to sustain his faith. He declared he wouldn't believe the resurrection until he touched Christ's wounds. And that's exactly 
what Christ invited him to do. Now, on the one hand, that seems almost unfair. We don't get the chance to physically touch Christ's wounds. But we're told in Christ's words how blessed we are for that. How much more will those receive who believe without seeing, without that touching? And before we get caught up in thinking that Thomas seems weaker than the other disciples who believed without seeing, we haven't got an account of all the conversations, of all the experiences that made them less incredulous and more deeply rooted in the reality of the resurrection, which would have been a complete uh, life changer, something very difficult to, they weren't expecting this. You can't just wrap your head around a completely new, if I dare say, hermeneutic paradigm, uh, a new way of thinking uh, instantly. We don't work that way. So two things spring from this. First, Thomas is offering us the example uh, we've mentioned for which we should be grateful. The person who cries out and says, I need more help here, please. Second, I think sometimes when we think about Thomas, we assume a lack of faith of God in God or in Jesus, that Thomas is sort of saying, well, I won't believe in God until I've seen him. Actually, perhaps Thomas was not doubting Christ and Christ's words in any way, but he was doubting the witness, the words of the people who were desperate, scared, grieving, and possibly slightly hysterical apostles. Uh, they've been through so much since Jesus died, and the latest babbling is, look, we've seen him. And so Thomas is simply saying that he needs to be grounded in a truth that wasn't coming from that uh, hysteria. He wanted something that could be seen and known in his heart and mind. Now that's something we might not have insight to, but God does. There have probably been incidents in your life um, that have happened incidents that have happened that don't feel like they're what you want or need. But with the benefit of hindsight, or perhaps even at the time deep in your heart, you know it's exactly what's right for you and those you love. My most recent example is my move of job. I was not looking uh, to be appointed vicar in a different county, a different diocese, but it happened. And whilst it was happening, um, seeing the post, being told about the post, looking at it, something deep inside me knew that God was showing me a door and I needed to push it. I knew there was something right. And yet, in my head, in my logic, it was just the worst thing to do. My daughter's in the middle of her GCSEs. I didn't feel like we had time for a house move, let alone it be the right thing for the family. And that's before I get into how hard it has been leaving people who I love in my previous parishes. But somewhere deep inside and with the benefit of hindsight, God knew what was in my heart. God understood my needs more deeply than I understood them myself. And I think maybe the same thing happened with Thomas. So as we remember Thomas today, 
Doubting Thomas doesn't make him a Doubting Thomas, a sort of sceptic who we deplore. Nor does it make him someone we should judge as having a lack of faith of God. No, it makes Thomas someone very real, someone who God understood and knew in his heart and mind, possibly more deeply than he knew himself. It makes him someone who is prepared to speak the uncomfortable truths and moments in life. So thank you, Thomas, for your witness of Christ's resurrection and understanding. Amen. Our prayers today are based on David Adams' intercessions, the Lord among us. And the response to Lord of life is, be known to be among us. Lord of life, be known to be among us. Blessed are you, Lord our God, for out of your love you have made all things. You come to us and give yourself to us. Help us to be aware of your love in our lives and to give ourselves to you in love and in doing your will. Lord, as you abide in us, let our lives show your love for all your creation. We hold before you today Christians persecuted for their faith, those who have to suffer scorn and mockery from those with whom they live. And we pray especially for all who witness to you amid danger and opposition. We ask your blessing upon those who are new to the faith. We pray for those who have recently been converted and for those who have been baptised and confirmed. Lord of life, be known to be among us. Lord, we remember places where people are suffering from warfare, tyranny or lawlessness. We pray for those oppressed or used as cheap labour. We ask your blessing upon those who strive for justice, freedom, peace and fair trade. Lord of life, be known to be among us. Lord, may our homes reflect the love we share. Keep us sensitive to the needs of each other. May we be ready to take our share in the work of our own home. We remember before you all who feel unloved or unwanted and ask your blessing upon homeless people and refugees. We pray for those suffering from broken relationships and broken trust. Lord of life, be known to be among us. Lord of light, we ask your blessing upon those who are struggling with darkness and fear. And hold before you those who've been involved in accidents or acts of violence this week. We pray for those who have become suddenly ill those who are in hospital or ill at home. And we pray for all who anxiously await the results of a medical examination. 
Lord of life, be known to be among us. Lord of life, in this season as we rejoice in the power of resurrection, we remember before you all your saints and martyrs and ask your blessing upon our loved ones departed from us. May we all abide in your presence and eternal love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Collect for the Second Sunday of Easter Risen Christ, for whom no door is locked, no entrance barred, open the doors of our hearts, that we may seek the good of others, and walk joyful, walk the joyful road of sacrifice and peace, to the praise of God the Father. Amen. So let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him in his risen life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. So go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive links to my weekly podcasts by email, please do get in touch at revlucylun at gmail.com. Goodbye.